Hey, it's November 18th. It's definitely not October. It's November 18th, and you are listening to the TD Podcast. Alrighty. So today we are going to go over NFL headlines, maybe talk a little bit about the NBA. And then about whatever the hell we want. So buckle up. Let's get it. All right, Todd, how's your week been, bud? Um, I mean, it was great. I mean, the, I lo- I mean I've kind of just forgotten about fantasy at this point. I'm not going to be able to win this year my team just isn't that good so I just focus on the Patriots and you know they always seem to make me happy although the offense hasn't lately I thought they didn't play necessarily well against the Eagles but they still pulled out the W it must have felt good to finally get revenge uh, from that Super Bowl it's obviously two teams have gone their separate ways yeah I forgot about that oh yeah me too I forgot about our Super Bowl against you guys too I don't remember what happened (laughs) Just kidding. I think about it. <laughs> I think about I was it every say, day. That's a way more historic game. Come on. <laughs> yeah, it was all right. I don't remember. Not that not that many people watched. To be honest, I kind of forgot about it. Nobody brings up. Throwing. It might happen again this year. It very well could. The Seahawks beat the bye week thirty-seven to nothing. Was pretty hyped about that. Patriots struggled with the Eagles. Yeah, I mean, like I said, the defense still holding it down ten points. I mean, that's. If you're going to only give up 10 points a game, which is what they're allowing right now on average, Tom Brady's going to be able to pull out 11 points. The Ooh. question is, are they going to be able to hold down a guy like Lamar for 10 points? You know, I, I'm worried about a, a team against like Kansas City, who we play later in, in, in a couple weeks in December. But specifically, I mean, it showed against the Ravens a couple weeks ago. I mean, they have come, the Patriots had a bye week the week after they played the Ravens before this Eagles game. And like I said, the defense looked great. But other than that, I mean, and the Eagles scored on a really cheesy 50-yard pass interference penalty, which is like, okay, fine. If you're going to you're gonna score on us, score on us, but at least get it. They got it the cheap way. So I, it really probably should have only been seven points that the defense gave up. And, I mean, if, like I said, the defense is going to hold it to that, that low of a scoring game, I like Brady's odds. But we'll see against Mahomes if they can do it against a really good offense. Defense does win championships, and I think – Come playoff time, you guys will probably be able to come up with something better schematically on offense to produce some more points than that. Hopefully, Nikhil Harry comes into the offense and starts to gel with Brady, too, and you'll you'll probably be all right. But the offense, offensive line kind of is a problem. Definitely know that, being a Seahawks fan, the offensive line really matters, especially when your quarterback isn't super mobile, like Tom Brady isn't anymore. Um, like, well, the scary thing is too. The Bills are seven and three now, and it's like you know the Patriots are nine and one, but are very far from still locking up the division. They've got some crucial games still. A, a tough game against Dallas. They're gonna play the Houston uh, Texans still, the Chiefs, and then they still have a game against the Bills. They could lose one of those games, and then or two of those games, and then be even with the Bills before they play them. There's a very good chance that late in the year the Patriots are still gonna have a, a very important game to win the division, which is unlike usual. I mean, usually they have like a four or five game lead and they're wrapped up by mid-December, but with the Bills playing so well this year, especially with their type of play, how it goes 
tends to translate better in December. You know, defensive teams that run the ball. Man, that, it's hard to tackle their quarterback. Yeah, yeah. Well, and that's why I'm kind of excited about the Seahawks is that it seems like the defense is getting better week by week, especially with the pickup. Of, with the addition of Quandre Diggs, and it looks like our defense is playing a lot better. I mean, Clowney, obviously, a couple weeks ago was just a monster. It looks like our defensive line is playing a lot better. So I'm excited to see him next week because d- defense really matters when you start getting to the playoffs. Not many times has a team relied solely on their offense to win them a championship. I can't remember the last time it happened. I know that when the Seahawks last won a Super Bowl, our defense was dominant, and we played the number one offense, and we saw how that one went, 43-8. to eight. You guys have a tough schedule, dude. Yeah. Our, our schedule is brutal. That's why I still think we're going to get a wild card. Yeah. Because there's at least, even if we go 4-2, and two, which would be great, and I think we can, two losses probably doesn't win us the division because San Francisco still only has one, and we probably have around, like, we'd probably go, I think we go, like, 12-4 and four this year. And the only way I see you being able to do it is if you guys both go 12-4 and four and then you win the 49ers game, the last game of the year. I think we're going to have the tiebreaker. I think we're going to beat them again at home. So if we could get them to have, like, one more loss, then I think we could win the division. But, like I said, I don't know how their schedule looks, but ours is ours is brutal. Yeah, I mean, you still got the Eagles, the Vikings, and then the Rams, who aren't going to be giving up anytime soon. And then um, the Panthers, Cardinals... Niners, I mean, it's tough. Cardinals almost beat the Niners this week. They probably should have beat the Niners this week. Yeah, Kyler Murray's actually playing really well. Um, I kind of wanted to talk about him for a sec. He's really mobile, of course. We already knew that from his days at Oklahoma. But I was surprised with how well he can throw a deep ball, to be honest. I mean, he's dropping some dimes in there. Uh, I have him on my fantasy team, so I've been watching him quite a bit this year. And I've been really impressed. I think Arizona's going to be good sooner rather than later and i mean this division next year could be an absolute buzzsaw with maybe four you know teams with winning records you could you could have our worst team next year with maybe arizona at like nine and seven i think unless the rams fall off which they very easily could what are the odds the rams still make the playoffs this year because right now they're zero six and four i mean zero i'm done chaining them i think the problem is that they play in our division, and they're definitely not going to win the division. They're going to have to. I mean, there's a really good chance the Vikings at least go eleven and five. They could eat, they could go twelve and four as well, and then that would mean that the Rams basically almost have to play undefeated ball for the rest of the year. And watching them against the Bears and that being a close game, I mean, they looked they made Mitchell Trubisky look kind of decent the other night. I, I just don't I just don't see it with them. I fully put the done chain on them. I don't think they're making the playoffs. I think they probably go nine and seven this year. Well, I'll tell you this right now: if if uh, you guys if the Seahawks beat the Vikings next week, right now the Rams are the first spot out of the playoffs mm-hmm. in the NFC. I mean, if the Vikings pull a, a pull a Kirk Cousins and they just choke it away the rest of the season. Which, again, I agree. I think that the Rams don't make it, but there is a scenario where, you know, the Vikings just can't hold on. Oh, very easily. I could see that. But uh, their schedule is more favorable, though, so I would I would say that the Vikings will make it. But the Rams, they're the one last team remaining that I can see making the last wildcard spot other than you in Minnesota. Just going on a um, run. Right. Um, but, 
uh, and then the Eagles and the the Cowboys. The only way I see them making it is is in that division. So whoever comes out of the NFC East, it's definitely going to be division. There's nobody getting there on mm-hmm. uh, the wild card. I'm I'm gonna stay on the Rams bandwagon as one of the last people there. I mean, I know everyone's jumping off of it now, but we have to remember that. You know, not too long ago, this team was considered the Super Bowl favorite, or at, at least in the NFC coming into this season. And, you know, they still have Sean McVay. I know that a lot of the magic has gone away, and they don't look nearly as good as they used to. But, I mean, especially the way Gurley looked last night, if, you know, he looks that good, they're still a force to be reckoned with. You know, especially if they can lock up Ramsey somehow, I don't know if they even have any cap room left with everyone that they've already paid, but it seems like everyone just gets paid now in the NFL. If they can retain Jalen Ramsey, I mean, they do have two cornerstone pieces on defense going forward. You know, I don't think that everyone should just hop off the bandwagon just because they've had a rough few weeks. They don't look nearly as dominant as they did last year, and they play in just a really tough division. But just, we can see we we will see this week if they because if they lose they like you said they pretty much have to go undefeated they don't really have much room for error because the, the NFC is so loaded but if they continue to string together wins the Hawks schedule is tough you know it it's it's doable it is doable and like I said I'm not putting 100% faith in Kirk Cousins just yet I would honestly say I have more faith in Kirk Cousins right now than I do in Jared Goff. Honestly, Kirk Cousins just played better this entire year. He's played better recently. He actually won a primetime game as of late, so my confidence in him is actually doing pretty well. Obviously, in the first half against the uh, Denver this weekend, he had a terrible first half, but then he brought him back. He brought him back, and it was the largest comeback win after halftime, or if trailing by 20 or more points at halftime nobody's ever come back from that big of a deficit which is kind of hard to believe so uh, that was that was really impressive it's hard to make history nowadays you know off of a single game because there's been a hundred years or so but that was really impressive by him he had an amazing second half he was dropping dimes in there they do need Adam Thielen to come back if I think if they really want a real shot at going to the Super Bowl I think he is a really important piece of that team. But I think Diggs is good enough to take the workload. I like Rudolph at tight end. I like, obviously, Cook is a top five running back in the league. I, I just, I like their team. I like their team. And I think they probably go 12 and four. And, and if they, they go 12 and four, you're saying that they're going to beat the Hawks next week. No, that'll be their one loss. So they just run, they still play the Packers and all those other. I teams. think they could beat the Packers. Okay. Well, I mean, the yeah. Back, I, the Packers look really fucking bad against the Chargers. And then, it, honestly, if that game's not snowing and you're not playing Carolina and Kyle Allen finally hit that wall, I think they would have lost that game. I mean, Carolina had, what, six chances on the goal line at the very end of the game to possibly tie it up. I think if they're playing a better team and without that those weather conditions, they probably lose. At well, home. They play the Niners this week. That's going to be a good one. That'll be another great one. And I'm, we'll see who... The winner of that pretty much takes sole possession of the uh, of the NFC, I think. So. Are you concerned about Garoppolo? Because he's looked pretty mediocre these last couple of weeks. Um, I mean, I de- he's definitely a question mark. Like I said, for him, it's almost like the Kirk Cousins where it's like, yeah, they've played very well, but it's been... A short amount of time where I've been really impressed with them. I need to see them do it in big games. I mean, again, 
Garoppolo comes out and beats Aaron Rodgers head-to-head this week, I mean, you can't deny that he's gone toe-to-toe. He lost to Russell Wilson in overtime. I mean, on a crazy game. I mean, that was kind of... He didn't play well. I'm not saying... I mean, that game was kind of on Jimmy, but, like... I think he played bad. He did. He No, he did. He played yeah. bad. But other than that, I mean, you can't deny his record. I think he only has, like, two losses as a starter in the NFL. And, you know, it's over a season. Now it's been broken up into little bits and pieces, but... You know, I think this season in the playoffs, we'll see if he's a real deal. I honestly think that, you know, he will take more time to mature and probably won't have the great playoff run this year, but I think they're a year early anyway. No one thought the Niners were going to be this good this fast. I mean, I think people projected them more to be next year after another full off season to be probably the team to beat, but I think this year they far exceeded expectations. And, I mean, it'll be important for them to get a bye in the playoffs because if they have to go on the road, if somehow Seattle steals this division, you know, I don't see them having a very far playoff run. I think it has a lot to do with Kyle Shanahan. I think he's been just really impressive this year and has shown he's probably a top-five coach in the league right now. Oh, yeah. At least. That can speed up your progression process when you have a great coach like that because when you put guys with, you know, at the very least, just talent. They're maybe not used to being a pro yet, smart, savvy veteran, but if you put them in positions to succeed and they and you have talent on your roster, you're going to win games. So, yeah, I've been really impressed with Shanahan this year. Obviously, they probably wouldn't have been that bad last year if, you know, Jimmy didn't get injured or whatnot. Obviously, Bosa has been mm-hmm. just a, an animal. I, who saw that coming? I mean, I, mean I, I did. His brother was already really, really good. So I know, I just but as a figured, rookie. Oh, like, yeah, no, coming in this good as a rookie, I as agree. A ro- yeah. After not playing almost his entire senior year at Ohio mm-hmm. State, a lot Whoa. of people were like, wow, this guy. <laughs> You're going to quit on your team to get ready for the draft? Obviously, he was just training his ass off yeah. and was just ready to go. Right. First game of the year. It's going to be a big game for the Niners and Packers, obviously. But if the Packers can pull that one out, you know, they've got a very soft. I mean, they got the Giants, the Redskins, they got the Bears at home. And then, you know, they've got, they play, play, other than that, the Vikings and then the Lions. So if the Packers beat the Niners, I like their chances to have home field throughout the NFC. I think their schedule is very favorable. The Saints really stumbled losing to the Falcons. I mean, they really, that was a big, that was a big, I mean, they came back this week and were able to win, I think, right? Yeah, they won. But, you know, the week before that loss to the Falcons, it gives them no room for error now going forward. I don't know what happened against the Falcons. I think they just didn't show up. I think they they just figured that they were just going to roll them, and then, you know, that's a rivalry game. That's one that the Falcons were probably really up for. Any given Sunday, any team can win. That was really weird, surprising. There was, you know, some people calling for, hey, Maybe we maybe we take a second look at Teddy Bridgewater here. Obviously, it wasn't all Breeze's fault, but man, when you only put up nine points against that really bad Falcons defense, mm-hmm. I mean, really bad Falcons defense, that was tough. If the Falcons reel off a string of like six wins here at the end of the season, they're gonna start messing with the playoff picture. They're gonna start messing, not getting in, but like they're gonna mess with some teams getting ready to go into the playoffs. I'm glad the Seahawks played them when we did because they look like they somehow figured things out after the bye week. I don't know if, you know, I, I was thinking about it. I was like, man, if, if they had their bye week maybe like week five, who knows, maybe they'd be a better team. They just they were just tired. They needed to rest. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, if you look at the Saints' schedule too going forward, I mean, they've got 
I mean, those division games in the NFC South, you have no idea who's going to win. Those are always crazy. So, I mean, they've got Carolina twice, which I think is kind of favorable, especially the way they're trending. It looks like teams are figuring out a way to not bottle up McCaffrey, but make sure that he's, you know, he can go off for 200 yards and you can still beat them and yeah. shut them down across the board. Um, I think Kyle Allen just hit the wall. Right. I mean, he went from... God, how many Allens are there? <laughs> There's so many. There's so many. There's Josh Allen, Kyle Allen, Josh Rosen. No, no, he's not Allen, R.I.P. <laughs> There's a lot of Joshes, though, no, too. Yeah, it's just very, like, I mean, it is A lot of Joshes. Josh is very... Josh. Yeah. You Josh and... Flex. Flex. <laughs> no, but going forward, I think the Saints still have a tough road. They got to play the Niners. It seems like everyone still plays the Niners. I mean... The Niners, like, this is my argument Conspiracy. for the Rams. The Rams seem to have a favorable schedule schedule going forward, as do the, the Packers. Everyone else just plays each other, and they beat each other up. If the Rams can somehow find a way to just string together a few wins, I'm not putting, I'm not ready to cross them out yet. I know they haven't looked good, but, I mean, especially if you have Gurley's resurgence, that that's going to end up putting the play action back on the board for them. And I really, I just, I don't know, I just trust... I trust their ability to to maintain this um, maintain this like positive energy going forward. I don't see them re- retracting, but we'll see. We'll see. The NFC's loaded, man. I mean, it really is. Even the bo- middle of it. You look at you can't even sleep on the Cowboys. No, Dak, the, Dak da- actually looks pretty good. Carolina. I mean, if you really like, I'm not saying they have playoff potential. I'm saying they have playoff spoiler potential. Oh, like, they can beat anybody. Team. I mean, they're well coached. I mean, Ron Rivera's been great there. Um, it, I mean, if they get a quarterback, if Tua falls to them, or if you get a, if you get a, you know, uh, well, I guess the kid from Ohio State's not coming out until next year. But who are the guys coming Fields out this year? Fields is a Tua? true. No, he's not a true freshman. He's a sophomore. There's Tua. There's Jalen Hurts. Oh yeah, and then there's I the like kid from J- Oregon. I like Jalen Hurts. I really do. That second half was really impressive. They were down by twenty. They were down twenty-eight to three. And then he came back and Love won. That. And then D Wade gave him a shout out, and he was like, "Hey, if you're going up against a good, a really good quarterback, you don't want to be up twenty eight to three. Yeah, and no, yeah, that was pretty. That was pretty cool. Well, like you know, I actually, how do you like the Big 12's chances of somehow getting the back in this thing for the playoff spot with Oklahoma? If they just dominate going forward, is there a scenario where they get in? Do they jump the Pac twelve? I think they could. I think. But a one-loss Oregon team with their loss to Auburn at the beginning of the year still has a slight edge over Oklahoma with their one loss coming a few weeks ago. Mm -hmm. And, you know, their biggest win is probably over the number 13 Baylor team who really hadn't proved themselves yet. Whereas, obviously, Oregon losing to Auburn, we know Auburn's pretty legit. Not legit legit, but they're good. They're a really good team. So I think Oregon still has the upper edge, but at the end of the day, you could still have the SEC bias, or not the SEC bias, but just kind of like East Coast, or just well, bias just for like, the Blue Bloods. Like the Blue Bloods of college football, right. And, I mean. p- and put Oregon in because they would rather see Jalen Hurts rather than Herbert. Right, 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 right. Um, if Utah wins the Pac-12 championship, that's where it gets wonky, where like, I don't know, they might put Oklahoma in if Oklahoma looks really, really good. I don't see Utah being able to dominate the Pac-12 title game. I think if they win, it's a close game, and then, yeah, you know, then, I mean, we kind of, we'll see what go, what happens going forward. Oregon if, also just gets that name recognition. True, over Utah or, I mean, but see, to an Oklahoma, if, if it's Oklahoma versus Utah, then it's like, 
I think Oklahoma gets the nod, just like Oregon would if it was, you yeah. know, those two. Um, and there's a chance where neither of them get in because they just keep it with Alabama. Because, I mean, you got Ohio State in the Big Ten. They could run it and just be in. Clemson, obviously, they're going to be in. I don't see them losing to anybody. You got three as Georgia. And then, yeah, three is Georgia right now. And then, I think Georgia's actually four. but And then three is Clemson. And then uh, two is Ohio State. And one's LSU. Oh, shit. LSU. Yeah, I totally spaced it. What's LSU. crazy is if, like, if Georgia beats LSU, that's bad for Bama. Because I think, unless it's a bad loss to LSU or by that LSU has. If it's close, which I think it would be if Georgia wins, Alabama doesn't get in because then you have Clemson and then Ohio State. The only way that Alabama gets in is if Georgia loses to uh, uh, LSU in the SEC championship game and then praying that, like, some other crazy shit doesn't happen. Obviously, if Ohio State loses, that would be best for them. Then they for sure get in. But they're just definitely hoping for people to lose because if Georgia wins, I don't see how you leave LSU out at this point. No. Their their schedule is so stacked and they've gone undefeated. Like LSU's the best team in the country. Yeah, I mean I don't. And then they have the they have the Heisman, like candidate, which front helps runner. their cause. Yeah, I mean he's he's the front runner, which like I think that helps any team trying to get in. Oh yeah. You know, I mean it was certainly helping WSU garner respect when we had Gardner, because it was just you know somebody to focus on rather than just like oh look at mm-hmm. that team over there. No, it was like, hey, look at that team, and it's being led by this guy who's really, really good. So we should pay attention because that guy's fun to watch. Another reason why Utah might not get in. Exactly. Over, like, whereas Oklahoma has Hurts, and then even Herbert, Herbert, which not necessarily a Heisman favorite, but definitely an NFL first-rounder for sure. Probably end up being a top 15, maybe 10 pick. I could see that for sure. I mean, and the other thing is, is if he goes on a run, especially if he makes the playoff and then plays well, does he get picked over Tua, who's now out for the year? And how does that hurt Alabama's chances to get in with a hurt Tua? Alabama might lose if they don't have a quarterback playing well. But what if they run the table but still, like, devoted to the committee look at them like, oh, but their best player isn't. In, like, do they look at them differently without a Tua than with them? I think they would. I think yeah. that, I think they would. I think they would look at that team, and you you want to put the best product into the college football playoff. And I think a team without their starting quarterback, who knows? They could go in there and they could play in Ohio State and just get ran because you know you got a backup quarterback. Kid's probably a sophomore, freshman, something like that. Has been sitting behind Tua, doesn't play well. They get ran. I mean, we already saw that that LSU game could have got away from him. They kept it close, but it easily could have got away from him, and they had Tua. So, I mean, if they had to play LSU again as a number four seed, I think LSU beats them by two scores at least. Ohio State's schedule going forward is pretty tough. I mean, they got Michigan, Penn State, and then they're going to have to play. I mean, they got to go to Michigan, too, to end the season. I hope Michigan wins. I mean, yeah, that would be great. I would love if Michigan See, won. that's what Bama's rooting for, is for oh, yeah. Ohio State to fall to either Penn State, Michigan, or somehow lose to uh, Minnesota. That would be awesome. I think that would be a great upset for Minnesota to win the Big Ten. Yeah. That would actually make me really happy. And then, they, and then the Pac-12 gets to win the Rose Bowl over them. Yeah, probably, because <laughs> you'd have a Utah team. If you put Utah against Minnesota, I think Utah probably wins Who's that your – okay, so who going – Going forward, who is the who's your four that get in? I don't know how much you've looked at schedules. I and think stuff, I think LSU runs the table. 
I honestly don't think anybody touches Ohio State. I mean, they're winning games against ranked teams like 56 to 14. I mean, they look unbelievable. J.K. Dobbins at running back, Fields at quarterback. I mean, they smoked Cincinnati and Wisconsin, but they the best teams they played are coming this week where they're going to have to play. Penn State's going to be the best team they've played. Mm-hmm. And then probably after that, I would say Michigan's probably right there with Penn State. No, Those Michigan's really good. But you're right. I mean, they probably – I'd say they get up for these games and they probably win. They're they're loaded. I mean, this is a this is an Urban Meyer team that got recruited by Urban Meyer. You got the best player probably in the draft on defense in Chase Young. He's a monster. Yeah. He's got J.J. Watt, Donald potential. Yeah. I mean, he's unreal. So I just I just think, yeah, I just think they get up. I think they're probably a team that really believes they are the best team in the country. And I think they know that – I think they need to – I think they know that they need to go out and prove it every single week. Mm-hmm. And so then at that two. three spot, I think Clemson doesn't lose just because the ACC is so easy. And then it's just a free-for-all for that four spot. Very well could be Alabama. It very easily could be Oregon if they decided to jump them. But I think it would be really tough for Oregon to jump them. Oregon would have to look really good in really the Pac twelve title game against Utah and then Alabama, who won't play that week. Obviously people have in their minds what they look like without Tua. If they like if they kill Auburn without Tua and then o- Oregon looks eh against Utah, then they might get in. Mm-hmm. But um so who who do you have getting in ultimately? I'll be a Pac twelve fan and I'll say Oregon gets in. Maybe I think they'll probably beat Utah. I don't know if it's going to be dominant. It might be by like just a couple of scores. And then Alabama, people forget about them in the bye week. They kind of get slept on and they get forgotten about because they lost to LSU. Realistically, a championship from your conference should mean a lot. It should it should weigh heavy with the voters. I remember when UW got in, man, were they the fourth best team in the country? Absolutely not. But they won the Pac-12 and I think that meant something to them that year. <laughs> I don't know why that sounded so, like that sounded sarcastic. Fuck you, Doug. <laughs> no, they weren't. They were probably you know a top ten team at best that year. But they won the Pac-12. The Pac-12 wasn't great, and they got in, and they got their asses handed to them by Alabama. But they got in, and I think a role in it was played by them winning the Pac-12 championship. All right. So I'll I'll go one LSU. I think they run the table. I think they're probably the best team. They're really good. Clemson, I think, will be the last undefeated team, so I'll help put them at two, which they're the favorites coming into this year. They're loaded. I mean, they probably just got bored this year. And really, if you look at their scores, they're killing people. The only thing that people are really holding against them is the North Carolina game, which, yeah, they didn't play great. They, They should have destroyed Carolina. They haven't played anybody. I still think they end up finishing the season undefeated, like peep asleep at the wheel, and um, you know I we'll see what they do in the playoff. But I mean I don't know I would probably still take them in the playoff if they played, you know who I have at number three, which it's like we all forgot that at the end of the last year we were talking about Trevor Lawrence being the best quarterback in the country, mm-hmm. and I mean yeah he hasn't had a great season, but he might be one of those guys that can just turn it on when he wants. Number three, Alabama. Look, I All think right. I think I Ohio State is primed for the upset in one of these weeks. They have two big rivalry games coming up, Penn State and Michigan, and then they'll have a a, a Big Ten championship game against, you know, either a like Iowa, Iowa or, or Minnesota. I don't think they'll lose that. 
I think they'll rebound and probably dominate that game, but I don't know. I I just smell an upset there, and I honestly just don't fucking like Ohio State, so I hope they don't make the playoff. And I think Alabama gets in there, and then I think the Pac-12 is represented with Oregon. I was really hoping you were going to include them so I could be different, but Um, I'm not going to be different, I guess, in this case. And Oregon, I hope, gets in. So you get an Oregon versus an LSU Oh, and then that's a get, tasty that's matchup. A, that's a yeah, yeah. Like and then that. and then Ohio State or not Ohio State, Clemson versus Bama rematch in the semifinal. Mm. And then I think the winner plays LSU. Yeah. And I think that would be I think a Clemson LSU. I think Clemson's somehow underrated at this point because weirdly. But it, I mean I don't know it's. It, all of these teams are pretty much great. I honestly think I could sound really stupid in a couple weeks if Ohio State dominates Penn State and Michigan because they do look like they're the second-best team in the country right now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if they do run the table, then the Ohio State-LSU matchup would be really fun. It really would be. But I yeah. don't know. I just smell I smell some kind of craziness happening, you know? Hopefully, honestly, in the next few weeks, chaos just ensues and it's a whole mix-up and the you know, from number, like, three to, like, six looks completely different. I think that would be fun. What if Oklahoma got in, somehow won the Natty, and then Lincoln Riley leaves and goes to the Cowboys? That would be nuts. That I could, you know, that's a... That's a, that's a that's very a good big possible. dick move right there, and I, think I could Dak, see him doing it. The problem is that Dak is saving Garrett's career, which I hate, because he's a terrible coach. Or people are like, he's Not holding Dak coach. back. I think he is, but you got to look at it from Jerry Jones' perspective. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, we're we're winning. Jason Garrett's a good coach. Where it's like, no, you just have good players. You guys have actually drafted pretty well. And the Amari the Amari Cooper trade really was really beneficial for Dak. He needed a wide receiver like that. Des Bryant was never that receiver. I mean, for a couple of years he was. But he kind of always just let you down at some point. Mm-hmm. He could have always been better than he was, even though he was good. But Amari Cooper is actually like a really good wide receiver. I I like Amari. I liked him with the uh, with the Raiders. I had him on my fantasy team a few years there, and he was he was a stud. Yeah, no, I mean, Dallas was actually my favorite to to early in the season to win the NFC. I think if they make the playoffs, they are dangerous. Oh, Zeke could go off on you. Yeah. The problem is that their defense is not what it should be. Yeah. But it has the talent. There's some gamers on the defense. They just haven't been Sean Lee's sure. actually healthy for the first time in his career. They've got some good young linebackers. Vander I mean, Esch from Boise. Know, yeah. I mean that kid have you do you know about that kid? Yeah. He, from like the smallest town yeah, he ever played like two I know. B. Yeah, be or whatever. Seven on seven football yeah. <laughs> in I can't remember the name of the town in Idaho. Walks onto Boise. Now he's, now he's linebacker for the Cowboys. The yeah, it's a cool story. Um, but you know, I I think they're dangerous. Honestly, I I like them over the Eagles in that division. Who do you have MVP right now? Honestly, I think. Hmm, that's actually tough. I mean, if the Panthers were still like in it more i yeah. would definitely give it to mccaffrey over lamar mostly because i'm a racist but <laughs> jesus <laughs> just because i love a good white running <laughs> back jesus. no i'm kidding no uh i i honestly would have to give it to lamar at this point though especially after the week he had this week the ravens look like they're the best team in the afc right now and you know i don't want any part of them i hope someone knocks them off before they have to play the patriots you know i thought it was going to be Mahomes, but you can't give it to him now and 
I don't know. I, other than other than Lamar, no one else really comes to mind. Uh, Russell Wilson. See. Wow, one bye week and you forgot about him. See, Jeez. I mean, no, I mean, yeah, he comes to mind. He is, he is worthy, and you know, I think it's gonna be close actually between the two of them. But I mean, ultimately, the MVP is a lot of times about headlines and yeah. storylines. And I mean, if the Ravens get a bye in the AFC and then the Seattle goes twelve and four and has a wild card, it's you know. It, I don't I don't see Russell Wilson as the MVP then I think it is a lot it is a lot about the highlights and Jackson's highlights are unreal unreal and he's gonna win a lot of people the, a lot of fantasy titles too so that's gonna be something that people I mean people whether they want to let it uh, let it affect them or not it's something that you know definitely comes up yeah I mean Russell is leading Lamar in basic every statistical category besides rushing yards mm-hmm. and but Lamar beat him head to head. And That's another argument. And he's playing really well right now. I think, yeah, sadly as a Seahawks fan, I wish it was Russ's MVP season. And he very well could because I mean, he's still... There's still another third or over a third of the season left. Oh, so. yeah. He easily can get back into it. But I think it's 1A, 1B right now with Jackson leading the way a little bit. But I think also half of that is because Russ was just on a bye. And I think it's it, it it literally is going week to week with like is right. it Jackson is it Wilson because Wilson will go out and we'll have a game against the Niners where yeah he threw that one pick but I mean he's going against pretty much the league's arguably best defense except for maybe the Pats but the Niners have a really really solid defense yeah and you know he's carving them up at the end of the game yeah no making clutch I, I plays think it's going to come down to it. For sure. And I think if Russell Wilson does get them over the Niners and, you know, they end up going 12-4 with a bye in the NFC or 13-3 and with a bye, then I think it probably is Wilson. It's going to come down to if he can keep them above that wild card threshold. Because I don't think he can go to a wild card unless it's like a running back. If we go 13-3 and and, and and Josh Gordon works out in the most perfect way and... He gives Russ an even better deep ball threat, and he's throwing for like 400 yards a game. I think he could easily. No, oh, yeah, it's his for the taking right now. Yeah. So I mean, but I love it. It has. I don't know if it's been this close of a race in kind of a while. I mean, Mahomes was just so far ahead anybody else last year. Right. Yeah, it wasn't even a debate last year. Yeah. Who's your way too, way too, way too early MVP in NBA? I had a dream the other night that Devin Booker dropped like ninety five points, and I thought it was real for a second, <laughs> but it obviously wasn't. Right? Yeah. So it's not Devin Booker, but I mean, is it conceivable that someone could hit twenty five three pointers in a game? I mean, like could Trey Young one day just oh jack up probably five threes? Trey Young looked, Trey Young looks nuts. <laughs> I mean, he dropped forty something the other night. The Hawks aren't very good, um, which is, I guess, <laughs> why are we talking? Kind of, yeah. Can I talk about I the Atlanta about Hawks for a second? I know. Okay, my MVP. early, early, early MVP, uh, Contavious Caldwell Pope. Uh, just kidding. He's actually maybe the worst player in the NBA right now. Sorry. Okay, MVP. I'll give it. How about I give you my answer and let you think? Okay. Help. Yeah. Help me. Giannis Antetokounmpo, I think is he's gonna go back to back. I mean, he is killing it right now. 
he is honestly leading a Bucks team that's worse than last year, and he's still having them at the top of the East, which is better than last year. And I think by the end of it, he'll still end up being a one or a two seed in the East. Right now, he's got 33 minutes a game. He's averaging... That's a lot. Yeah, I know. That is a lot. He's at 30, which is three points a game higher than he was at last year. He's gotten better since last year. He's at 1.4 blocks, 1.2 steals, still around the 1.5 mark for each of those categories, which is key. 4.2 steals a game. Eight point oh wait, no, no, no. I'm looking at his career averages. I'm sorry. 30 points per game. Uh, 1.5 blocks, 1.5 steals. 6.5 assists a game, which would be a career high. 14.3 rebounds a game. The guy is averaging a 30 and 14. That is Shaquille O'Neal-like numbers. Honestly, I think the closest comp for him is Shaquille O'Neal. Because his field goal percentage is so outrageously high. Yeah. And his ability to just be able to get so many dunks. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he leads the NBA in dunks. He right now is uh, averaging 11.3 free throws a game. That's key. He's He hit seven a game. Obviously, room for improvement there. Still room for improvement in his three point percent in his three point game. But honestly, this year at three point thirty two percent, that's a lot higher than twenty five point six where it was at last year. I I think he's gotten better since last year. He's gonna be the reason why the Bucks are actually still a force to be reckoned with, despite losing, um, you know, some key pieces. Uh, crap! What was the kid from Virginia's name that went to the Pacers? Kyle Guy? No. Oh. Uh, <laughs> well, he, he has a good name. From the Bucks. Oh. <laughs> he went to the Bucks? From the Bucks to the Pacers. Oh. Fuck, we gotta edit this. Brogdon. Now. Yeah. The Bucks lost Malcolm Brogdon, so... Which hurts. That does hurt, but again, Giannis is just taking his game to another level, and yeah. I think they're still gonna be there at the end of the year when it comes to the Eastern Conference. Who do you got? He's... Definitely the front runner right now for very obviously very obvious reasons. Everything you just listed, he did say last year at his MVP you know award that he was like what sixty percent of where eighty percent of where he wanted to be. People were like, yeah, all right, bud, and he was right. Like he has another level he can take it up to. He's scary. That's clearly the front runner. He's probably going to win it. But I'll be cute right now and pick somebody different. Uh, I'll go with Doncic because he's, a, I think, one or two assists away or rebounds, I can't remember, from adger- from averaging 30, 10, and 10 right now, which is unreal. Jeez. Uh, yeah, no, he's going off. I mean, he dropped 36 on the Celtic. He had thir- yeah, they are a seven seed, though. They are a seven seed, but, I mean. It's a little early Christop- for Doncic. Kristaps is still getting back to being his normal self. I think when he finally gets his game fully going – they're going to turn it on. And I, I really do think that Dallas could be a top five seed, maybe a four seed, if they really, you know, because I think Doncic is that good. Obviously, they need a couple more pieces. I think they could be a team that's all in at the trade deadline to go and get somebody. So do you believe that it's his turn, though? I mean, we do, like we were just talking no. about narratives. It's no. not his turn. But and... I'm disagreeing with you. And I really like Doncic. I think he's stupid impressive. I think. Do you think Giannis is more likely to win it? Yes. 
But you already picked him. If you look at the two multiple-time winners, since we both agree that he'll probably win it, Curry. This is this is like historic. Only time, only people to win it more than once, twice, obviously would be the first number. Curry's done it. Steve Nash did it. Tim Duncan's done it. Carl Malone, Bob Pettit, three times. Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, Moses Malone. I think he has a good chance to be in that club. Four times, LeBron and Will. I mean, then it starts to get tough. People get bored. I think if he were to probably leave Milwaukee, he'd have an opportunity to get to four. But, and then obviously you get to like five and six. That's like Kareem, Bill Russell, and uh, Michael Jordan. No one will probably ever do that again just because, I mean, they, the way that the voting goes now, there's no re- they, they won't vote for the same person that many times. You know, so. I will say this. As of literally this moment on Monday at 6.40 at the halftime Mark of the Maverick Spurs game, Doncic has twenty four four and four. Hey, at halftime, I mean, he's there's great. There's a chance this kid averages thirty something a game because he's only getting better. I mean, he's in his second year. There's a chance that he averages thirty something points a game. Dallas is obviously, you know, kind of the not surprise of the season, but they, you know, are actually a real force in the West. Porzingis gets his, you know, rhythm going. They pick up somebody at the trade deadline. Maybe Seth Curry starts playing better. I don't know. But, you know, okay, you said it. They're the number seven seed right now. But they're one game out of being the four seed. I mean, I mean it's, no, it's, you... it's early on in the season. If they made a run and Doncic is leading them and he goes on a tear of, like, scoring 35 points a game, which I think he's capable of, which is scary, I, I think he has a legitimate shot at it. And, yes, they could... Give it to Giannis because, of course, he's won it before and he's going to have a bigger season. And, and you know, Doncic hasn't earned it yet or gotten his time yet. And they like to have a guy be in the league for a few years before they win an MVP. But if he's carrying this team to a top four seed as a second-year player, putting up ridiculous stats... He is great. He's no, gotta, I'm not going to lie. I he's, think, a, he's a future MVP for sure. I think he legitimately has a shot. I think he'll get invited, and he'll be – I think he, he he has a good shot to be a top three vote getter. To James Harden's averaging 14.63s a game. That's ridiculous. Attempts. That's Jeez. ridiculous. How just many points is he averaging? 39 and a half. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Okay, well, throw in Harden in there as well. Jeez. I don't think they're ever going to vote for Harden again, though. No. They but, hate, they hated that year. Yeah. They did. The, the voters are He's like... He's so this, nasty. He is, but that style of basketball makes me want to throw up they're, when I watch They're, it. like, right behind the Lakers, too. They're they're playing well, so... Yeah. The, it's just tough in the NBA because you really got to prove it, you know, game after game after game. It's mm-hmm. not like it's not like the NFL where it changes every See, my thing game. is Doncic, I don't want to predict an injury, but I feel like he has to do so much for that team for them to be That's why I think good. he's got a good shot too, is because his second best player is Porzingis, who obviously is not the same Porzingis. And I think Middleton and a couple of you know, they got Lopez on that Bucks team. I think those are good players. I don't want to hear it. Brooke Lopez is actually a really good player. <laughs> no, yeah, he's got solid role guys. It's just like when you look at the Bucks versus like, you I think, know, even a Dallas. I mean, Dallas has got a decent roster too. I mean, they're you know they got, do. I mean, it's Porzingis, and then you go, you start getting down to like Tim Hardaway. 
that's part of my reason why I think Doncic has a pretty good shot at it is because, I mean, he's going to be asked to do a lot. You have, I mean, this roster really isn't that great. Seth, Seth Curry, I mean, is he's a shooter. Fine. No, you're right. Yeah, no, I don't want to. No, yeah, the roster is not like Powell but, at but center. I mean, it's, but it's like that's just another reason why again I don't think that this season is Dorian Finney Smith because with with what you're saying, yeah, no, you're right. He's going to be asked to do more, but they're not going to be playing relevant games, and they're not going to be like. Like, he's going to be asked to do so much where people are going to be like, okay, like, if your team's not that good, then... Because there's no way, if you're looking at this team, there's no way that they're going to be a top-four seed in the West. Because I mean, I mean... If Doncic is having a ridiculous season and putting up stats, if they just beat up on the bad teams and win the close games against average teams, they could be a, have a really solid record. I'm a big Boban fan. <laughs> he is good. Big tall guy, big Boban Marjanovic. <laughs> it was actually good. Dragic, like, yeah, like he's Dragic. gonna get traded. I like Dragic from Miami. Yeah, yeah, I think they'll trade him because he's got a good contract to trade, and they're gonna go try and get like a big guy. I don't know, a big guy, like a more of a guy than him. Oh, like a guy's pair, guy, someone in a pair with like Jimmy Butler, one of those guys. Jimmy Butt. Yeah, so I can see that. I, I don't know. I think Miami's kind of Tyler. They have some in Tyler Hero though. I like that kid. He's he he'll, he'll be an all star at some point in his career. Hmm. I think. I think he has a chance to be maybe like a two three time all star in the East. Well, then again, it doesn't really matter. Anymore. I wish they would do away with the East and West, so they would just pick all the players that deserve to be in the All Star game. Yeah, but the All Star uh, like, game is fine. The All Star game in the East still have like. Guys like who should oh like Andre Drummond, like I mean I get it he puts up big numbers but like do I really need him in the All Star game or would I rather see like somebody that actually deserves it like Damian Lillard who will get left off sometimes like that's stupid yeah come on like that's stupid <laughs> I mean, but yeah if you I'll... look at the East like the Celtics are obviously really good Miami's playing well I think Milwaukee will be there at the end I don't the Raptors I think they're about what they're gonna be with. Without Kawhi, I think they're the going to be. The Sixers really... have been disappointing lately. I love it. Yeah, I love it. It's great for the Celtics. I hate the Sixers now more than I hate the Lakers, which is weird, because we haven't lost a, you know, finals to the Sixers. Oh, right now we're tied with uh, the Suns, who again have been surprising this year. I made fun of them, I think, on our last podcast because you know you were bringing them up as like, oh, watch out for the Suns. I. Forgot that they had made moves to get guys like Aaron Baines and like uh, they got the guy that used to be on the Wizards, Kelly Oubre. Kelly Oubre. Yeah, had been a really good year. Yeah, for you know they. Aaron Baines is strangely time. having the third best season, uh, by advanced metric standards as the center. Yeah, he's been the third best center in like. And he's a weird. Yeah, go Cougs. Go Cougs. Go Celtics. No, I mean he. I I don't know if he's gonna be able to keep that up. But especially, you know, when when What's-His-Face gets back from suspension, that'll be Aiden. awkward. Yeah, Aiden. yeah. When Aiton gets back, that'll be awkward. You know, he, all right, Aiton, we're going to play you backup now. Is that okay? Because <laughs> what, what if Aiton comes back and then they're not as good because Aiton doesn't do the same thing Baines does? Well, then be a smart coach and play the guy that gets you more wins. Trade Aiton. They could sell high on Aiton. Well, Trying I don't know. Trading to the Celtics. That'd be dope. I would love that. Or we just go and get Baines back. 
He's hitting his he's hitting his seven year bump. But yeah, speaking of that though, we should uh, wrap this up so we can go watch that game. Maybe drink a couple. All right, glasses of milk, and we will talk to you guys. <laughs>